America is at war. With who, you might ask? The Chinese Communist Party. The CCP is waging what China's military leaders call unrestricted warfare against the United States, utilizing unconventional tactics that don't involve traditional weapons or clashes between military forces. Instead, China is engaging in trade warfare, economic warfare, and information warfare. And one of China's principal weapons in its unrelenting assault on the United States is TikTok. I'll tell you why America has to wake up and fight back and why it's time to ban TikTok outright. Then, in today's Behind the Headline segment, Elvin Bragg demonstrates his incompetence as he and the left try to undermine the rule of law in pursuit of indicting President Trump. A high-ranking Defense Department official assures Americans that our country is focused on LGBT rights, confirming that the Biden administration's foreign policy is hopelessly misguided. And violent protests erupt in France. I'm Doug Wardlow, and this is Founding Principles. It is time to go on offense. This is Founding Principles with Doug Wardlow. The Chinese Communist Party has declared war on America, and they are waging that war aggressively. It's not a declared war, and it's not a war that involves conventional military battles, at least not yet. But it is a war nonetheless, and it involves everything from propaganda to artificial intelligence. Now, if our country is to have any chance at renewing and restoring our founding principles and securing the blessings of liberty for future generations, then every American needs to wake up to the fact of this war, understand its nature, and understand the nature of our enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. So be sure to watch this entire episode and then share it widely. We are at a pivotal moment in the history of our country and the history of human freedom, and we all have to do everything in our power to meet this moment with bold action. And that starts by spreading knowledge. One front in communist China's war against the United States was clearly visible yesterday, Thursday, March 23rd, when the CEO of TikTok, Xiu Chu, faced aggressive questioning from lawmakers during a five-hour hearing. Lawmakers are rightly concerned about the threat posed by TikTok to U.S. national security. That's because TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, has close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. But most lawmakers don't appear to comprehend just how significant the threat truly is. In fact, TikTok is a major offensive weapon in the CCP's unrestricted warfare against the United States. Now, like I said, this is not a conventional war involving soldiers and tanks and missiles and bombs. It's a different kind of war, being waged by the CCP with the goal of toppling America, pulling us off the pedestal as the leader of the free world, relegating our country to the status of a third-rate regional power, and snuffing out the sacred fire of liberty, snuffing out the light of freedom that America shines for all the world to see and to emulate. In place of soldiers and fighter jets, China is employing informational, political, and trade warfare strategies that attack America's economic prosperity, political stability, elections, monetary and fiscal system, and even the rule of law itself. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, really. That's because China's strategy of unrestricted warfare was outlined in a 1999 book authored by two colonels in, the chi in China's People's Liberation Army. These two PLA officers described exactly how China would have to use unconventional, unlimited, and asymmetric means of warfare beyond the traditional military battlefield in order to destabilize and pull down America. In their book, entitled Unrestricted Warfare, the two colonels wrote that unrestricted warfare means engaging in, quote, information warfare, financial warfare, trade warfare, and other entirely new forms of war. There is now no domain which warfare cannot use, and there is almost no domain which does not have warfare's offensive pattern. They also noted that, quote, warfare is the process of transcending the domains of soldiers, military units, and military affairs, and is increasingly becoming a matter for politicians, scientists, and even bankers. That last bit 
bankers is especially interesting when you consider the large portion of depositors at Silicon Valley Bank that were China-linked companies, many with ties to the CCP. Might the CCP have triggered the run on that bank? That's a very interesting question that demands investigation. But for purposes of this episode, let's focus on one of the most significant weapons that the CCP has been using to wage its war against the United States, and that is information warfare, and that brings us back to TikTok. Now, the United States recently demanded the sale of TikTok and divestiture of the company from its Chinese parent company, ByteDance, and had also threatened to ban the app from use in the United States. As I'll explain in just a moment, it is very important that we do go ahead and ban the app. But just hours before TikTok's CEO, Sho Chu, testified before Congress, China's Ministry of Commerce said that it opposed the sale of the app, rebuking the U.S. demand for divestiture. Mr. Chu testified repeatedly that ByteDance is a private company and that it is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. But if that is true, then why is Beijing so vehemently opposed to the sale of the app? Indeed, China's commerce ministry said that a sale or divestiture of TikTok would involve exporting technology and thus would have to be approved by the Chinese government, and the Chinese government would, quote, firmly oppose the sale. Well, the only reasonable conclusion is that TikTok is, in fact, through its parent company ByteDance, directly controlled by the Chinese government, that is, by the Chinese Communist Party. One thing, however, doesn't quite add up. China's government must have known that publicly stating its opposition to a forced sale immediately before TikTok's CEO is set to testify before Congress would attract attention and heighten lawmakers' concerns about the CCP's control of TikTok. So we have to assume that China wanted to heighten lawmakers' concerns. By opposing a forced sale at that moment, it's quite possible that the CCP calculated that they would push the United States government to, in fact, add pressure and push even harder for a forced sale. But why would China want that? Well, maybe it's because the alternative to a forced sale is worse for the CCP, an outright ban of the app. And in fact, that's exactly how the Biden administration stated its demand to China. Either you divest TikTok from ByteDance, or we will ban the app in the United States entirely. Could it be that China has a buyer in mind for TikTok? Perhaps a buyer that the CCP controls? One that doesn't have obvious, obvious CCP connections, but rather has more secret covert ties? I don't know if that's what's going on here, but the facts at hand certainly point to that possibility. One thing we know is certainly true, however. China is very interested in maintaining control over TikTok, and they do not want the app to be banned in the United States. A very thorough research report on TikTok, ByteDance, and their CCP ties was submitted earlier this month to the Australian Senate Select Committee on Foreign Interference through Social Media. The report, which relies heavily on Chinese-language sources, including materials that the CCP has since scrubbed from the internet, explains exactly why the CCP is so interested in TikTok. It's all about China's unrestricted warfare against America and the West. The report states that the author's, quote, research confirms beyond any plausible doubt that TikTok is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is a PRC company, and ByteDance is subject to all the influence, guidance, and de facto control to which the Chinese Communist Party now subjects all PRC technology companies. The CCP and PRC state agencies, together the party state, have extended their ties into ByteDance to the point that the company can no longer be accurately described as a private enterprise. Moreover, ByteDance, like most other significant Chinese companies, has an internal Chinese Communist Party committee. ByteDance Vice President Zhang Fuping serves as the secretary of the company's CCP committee. That is, he is basically the chief liaison between ByteDance and the CCP. What's more, ByteDance is required by Chinese law to make the TikTok app's data available to the CCP on request. And as noted by the authors of the Australian research report, 
TikTok is not just a harmless short video entertainment platform that features a lot of amusing dance videos. No, it's much, much, much more than that. It's about news, politics, and culture, and the app has been adopted in America faster than any other app in history. In fact, one-third of its adult users get their news from TikTok. Two out of three American teenagers have used the app, while one in six American teenagers stated in response to a survey that they are on the app almost constantly. TikTok was the most downloaded app globally in 2022 with over 3 billion installs. Its monthly global user base has exceeded 1 billion users. Suffice to say, TikTok's infiltration into America is enormous. That's why it is so extremely troubling that TikTok really does follow the guidance of the CCP and is controlled by the CCP. Just watch this exchange between TikTok CEO and Congressman Debbie Lesko, Republican from Arizona. Yields back. Yield to the lady from Arizona, Ms. Lesko, for five minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair. Mr. Chu, do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congresswoman, you, if you use our app and you open it, you will find our users who that's give not, all sorts that's of not content. That's my question. My question is, do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Well, it's deeply concerning to hear about all accounts of human rights abuse. My role here is to explain what our platform does on this. It's a pretty easy question. Do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congresswoman, I'm here to describe TikTok and what we do as a platform. And as All a right. platform, we allow our users to freely express All their right. views on this issue Earlier and any today, other issue that matters to them. Well, you didn't answer the question. So three times, Congresswoman Lesko asked Sho Chu whether he believed the Chinese government persecuted the Uyghurs. They absolutely do. The genocide of the Uyghurs is an ongoing atrocity and crime against humanity. But three times, Sho Chu dodged the question and would not answer. It's very clear that he was concerned about upsetting the people that control him, the ruling Communist Party in China. So the threat of TikTok to America's national security and the security of the West in general is very real. The authors of the report to the Australian Senate Select Committee put that threat in two categories. Data security concerns, meaning privacy violations, data harvesting, and espionage or surveillance, and political influence concerns, meaning censorship, narrative control, and political influence. So we are talking about information warfare, consisting of the theft of information and surveillance on the one hand, and propaganda efforts on the other. Most lawmakers who question Show Chu appear to be primarily concerned with data security and surveillance, and that is indeed a huge concern. As the Australian report concludes, quote, there is significant risk that the CCP could harness TikTok data to profile and target individuals around the world. Such activity could involve compromising material, device fingerprints, location tracking, or other data. So the CCP through TikTok is in a position to go after its enemies in America, whether they be government officials or just vocal CCP critics, by taking advantage of information stolen from their smartphones and other devices and then using that information for extortion. Given the right information, the CCP could silence critics and even influence government policy. But the propaganda side of the TikTok information warfare equation is even more troubling. As the Australian report puts it, the, quote, biggest risks associated with the CCP's control of TikTok involve the app's unprecedented potential for shaping narratives and curating overseas political landscapes. ByteDance has a demonstrated capacity to develop automated content filters, calibrate content, content distribution, and adopt norms in service of the party. In short, TikTok gives the CCP the ability to suppress disfavored narratives and to amplify pro-CCP narratives, in addition to the ability to micro-target its propaganda messages to specific segments of people in the United States 
thus influencing political discourse and even affecting elections in a way that favors the CCP's goals. And it is very clear that that is exactly what China is already doing with TikTok. Indeed, Project Veritas recently captured undercover footage of a TikTok content safety monitor admitting that TikTok's coding is beneficial to China. Like people in our government want to ban TikTok off of government officials' devices. Right. Why is that? If I had to guess, it's because I'm sure a lot of that coding is still very beneficial to China. China's government also apparently recognizes that TikTok is, in general, potentially very harmful to its users, particularly children, who can become quite addicted to the platform. That's probably one big reason that Chinese President Xi Jinping and the Chinese government have blocked TikTok in China, even as they push it to grow very, very rapidly in America. Chinese government has even admitted that it wants to use TikTok for propaganda purposes. In 2021, the People's Daily, part of China's state-controlled media, ran an editorial calling for China to, quote, make the short-form video platform show good image of China and spread the voice of China. The editorial states that, quote, short video apps led by TikTok feature a large number of rich and well-produced cultural short videos that are loved by foreign netizens. The state-sanctioned editorial continues, it is necessary to make good use of the short video platform's inclusive participatory interactive communications characteristics and let the short video platform become a megaphone for telling Chinese stories well and spreading Chinese voices well. Well, that's basically the CCP admitting that they intend to use TikTok to push out pro-China propaganda and influence political discourse in other countries, particularly America. But the real, most dangerous threat posed by CCP control of TikTok involves China's intent to use artificial intelligence in connection with the platform and with information warfare in general. Indeed, artificial intelligence is the main battle space for China's unrestricted warfare against the United States. China has long prioritized the development of AI technologies. In 2017, the communist Chinese government published its strategic plan for artificial intelligence with the goal of leading the entire world in artificial intelligence technology by 2030. The plan is entitled the New Generation AI Development Plan for 2030. In the strategic plan, the CCP says that becoming the world leader in AI technology is critical for China's military and economic position in the world. The plan states China's intent to embed AI in all aspects of life, industry, and commerce. In subsequent government reports on AI technological development in 2018, 2022, and 2021, the CCP gloats that it has already achieved the number one position in total AI research papers, the number one position in highly cited AI research papers worldwide, the number one position in total AI-related patents, more AI venture capital investment than any other country, the second largest AI development talent pool, and the second largest number of AI tech companies. No one can honestly doubt that ByteDance and TikTok are part of China's AI strategy. Consider the horrific and terrible possibilities of that combination. With advanced AI technology and TikTok's massive U.S. base of users, China will be able to use artificial intelligence to identify the most amenable targets for its propaganda from among TikTok's American users, automatically, with no human effort required except to set up and launch and monitor the AI program. In the same way, China would be able to identify and suppress its critics and identify anti-CCP messages and then counter them automatically. The pro-CCP propaganda content could also be automatically generated and tailored for the desired propaganda goal by the AI complete with AI-generated video and sound and scripts using deepfakes and deepfake accounts that the AI could itself set up and run. The AI, the AI could just as easily generate anti-US content and push that out to targets identified by the AI. 
Just imagine a CCP-controlled AI that crafts videos that denigrate American history and amplify the American left's terrible false CRT and trans-agenda narratives with the goal of subverting American culture and bringing down our country from within. within. I strongly suspect that this is already happening to a certain extent. In the hands of the CCP, together with CCP control of TikTok, AI has the potential to create millions of times more pro-CCP and anti-American propaganda content than humans ever could. And AI also has the potential to identify micro-targets and deliver that AI-generated propaganda content much, much more efficiently and quickly than humans ever could. The impact on political discourse and elections in the United States would be massive. It's unrestricted warfare. China can't beat the United States with its military. They might not be able to take Taiwan by force, if the United States military, at least, is arrayed against them. That's why the CCP, the CCP does not want to get into a military conflict with the United States, at least not yet. The CCP wants to continue its unrestricted warfare against the United States, including information warfare waged through TikTok, until the United States destroys itself from within. Until the United States decides, due to China's propaganda efforts, to drop its efforts to stop the CCP and to go along with China. To relinquish its place at the pinnacle of the free world and let China's CCP usher in a new world order that is decidedly not free. That is the goal of the CCP. They are using information warfare through TikTok to do that. They are also fighting their unrestricted warfare against the United States through many other means. For decades, the CCP has been waging war against us through trade, undermining our manufacturing base. They've been dumping subsidized steel into our domestic market, undercutting our steel industry in an attempt to destroy it. They've been engaging in massive, rampant theft of intellectual property from American universities, often in connection with, with and in participation in uh, university research programs that involve massive donations of funds from Chinese nationals. They've been pushing propaganda through China's Confucius Institutes at American universities as well. They've been pressuring Hollywood quite successfully to remove anti-CCP themes from movies and include more pro-China content. Chinese companies with CCP ties have been man manufacturing the precursors used by the Mexican drug cartels to manufacture the fentanyl that comes across our southern border and kills tens of thousands of Americans every year. And they've been influencing our banking system. They've even managed to get American bailout funds directed to CCP-linked depositors in the aftermath of Silicon Valley Bank's collapse. It's long past time for America to wake up to the CCP's unrestricted warfare against our country. We must recognize that we are already at war, and we must fight back. That must start with a complete ban on TikTok, not just a divestment, a complete ban. We need to impose crippling sanctions on China and high tariffs on Chinese exports. The CCP is actually weak right now. China's economy is very weak. Sanctions on companies that do business with the CCP and tariffs on China exports, especially if we can get all the other Western nations to join us in imposing those things, will completely destabilize the Chinese regime. The people of China want freedom. They are already breaking out in protests across China, demanding that the CCP step down. Those protests are viciously suppressed by the CCP, but it won't take too much more economic pressure for a general uprising to occur and for the CCP to be toppled. We also need to arm Taiwan to the hilt and formally recognize Taiwan as an independent nation. That's the only way to be sure that China will not, when it's trapped in a corner like an injured tiger, lash out in an attempted invasion of Taiwan. And finally, America must speak out against the CCP and its brutal oppression of the Uyghurs, of Christians, of Falun Gong, and of the Chinese people in general. We must speak out in support of a free, Republican China. Now is the time to act, before it's too late. The CCP is faltering, and we do not want to miss the opportunity to deal a death blow to that terrible, corrupt, evil, and brutal regime. Ending the rule of the CCP will be a huge blessing not only for China and for the world, but also for the United States. 
Indeed, ending the rule of the CCP and stopping their unrestricted warfare is the only way to guarantee the national security of America. And now it's time for Behind the Headlines. If you like the content that we're providing, please go ahead and like the video, subscribe to our channel, drop a comment down in the comment section. If you're listening to the podcast, leave a five-star rating for the podcast. Doing each of those things helps us immensely. Now on to Behind the Headlines. First up today. All eyes are on Manhattan after word broke that President Trump might be arrested. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is apparently looking to indict President Trump in relation to alleged hush money paid to porn star Stormy Daniels. Now, Bragg called off the grand jury's planned session for this past Wednesday. That's a pretty clear indication, I think, that Bragg knows that his case is completely full of hose, holes. He has, he has absolutely nothing uh, to offer the grand jury there. Even so, the left is already trying to normalize Bragg's grand jury and act as if it's routine application of the law. They, they claim that the district attorney is just following the letter of law and, and, and nothing more. One publication even said that Bragg is politics averse. Yeah, right. I, I don't think so. This guy is steeped in politics. This is all about politics. What do you, I mean, that, that's completely preposterous. Now, I don't want to get too far into the details here, but suffice to say that the legal case is, is simply not there. Indeed, Bragg has been credibly accused of withholding potential exculpatory evidence from the grand jury, and that's clear prosecutorial misconduct. We all know what uh, this is really all about. It's a political witch hunt. Ever since Donald Trump descended from the Golden Staircase, Democrats have been looking for opportunities to go after Trump and his supporters. It's also pretty clear that even if Trump were indicted, the charges would not stick. So apparently the left just wants the imagery of President Trump surrendering, surrendering himself to authorities. As usual, the left cares more about perception than reality, and their goal is to distort perception so that ultimately it can become reality. The left is mad at Trump because Trump doesn't play by their rules. They like rhinos and swamp creatures who, who become part of the swamp because it allows the left to continue to game the system. A renegade like Trump was just too big of a problem, a principled renegade in particular. They, they cannot handle that. That's their Achilles heel principled renegades who will go in there and actually do things. They fear the possibility that Trump could again defeat the Washington machine. If they indict President Trump, it's because of who President Trump is, not because of what he did. There simply is no legal case. That prospect alone should terrify all Americans because justice needs to be blind. The left, once again, is looking to turn the law into a political weapon. And that's a very dangerous thing to do, of course, when the law is applied unequally and used for political ends, that spells the death of any republic and the end of individual liberty. Second today, John Kirby, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Public Affairs, recently took to the podium to declare that LGBTQ plus rights are a, quote, core part of our foreign policy. With alliances between Saudi Arabia and Iran developing, and China and Russia and other nations who could pose strategic threats to our nation, Mr. Kirby apparently thought it was very, very important to assure everyone that the United States won't be distracted from what really matters, and we will, you know, do what's important. We are going to push alphabet soup rights and the transgender agenda through foreign policy. I mean, I was worried, weren't you? I mean, how terrible would it be if the Department of Defense focused on military strength and being prepared to defeat foreign enemies? How awful would it be to have a State Department concerned with serious diplomacy and advancing America's interests? Far too often, the entire administration seems like a terrible, huge, practical joke. I feel like some TV host is going to pop on the screen and let the entire country know that we've been fooled into thinking our leaders are this misguided, stupid, and incompetent. The only ones laughing, however, are the folks over in Beijing and Moscow. China and Russia are strengthening their relations. This could pose serious problems for us. Their leaders may be evil, but they are serious people. 
they aren't focusing on made up issues like LGBTQ, ABCDEFG, plus, 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 minus rights and DEI initiatives. They're focusing on boosting military production, forming key alliances and undermining American interests across the globe. If we don't change the leadership, the folks in power might find themselves without a country left to govern. Govern, And regardless of a change in leadership, we are well on our way to losing our standing as the leader of the free world. But perhaps the most disturbing thing is that that is exactly what the left wants. Third and finally today, French protests have turned violent as tensions increase over President Macron's decision to raise the French retirement age. President Emmanuel Macron recently made a decision to raise France's retirement age to 64. He did this because France has a funding problem, and this is a way to ensure that the pensions over there are fully funded. The French people, by and large, appear not to like this very much. They decided to take to the streets. As the days turned into weeks, protests began to erupt into violence. The latest developments show some police officers taking off their uniforms and actually joining the protests. This is a huge problem for France. Even tourist areas in Paris are a hit-and-miss kind of thing as of late because of protesters. In the United States, we seem to have a problem uh, you know, a phantom argument over Social Security. It's a phantom argument because neither side wants to do anything with Social Security, and even even though the system is going to run out of money, if we don't reform it or, or do something to change things relatively soon. But Democrats and rhino Republicans don't want to discuss entitlement reform or really any kind of spending cuts. It's just too scary. I haven't heard anyone take a bold stance and propose any actual solutions. You know, that that would that's just too much much to ask, apparently. This debate in France will likely continue to cause unrest in that country. While it probably won't affect us in any real way, one has to wonder what would protest look like in this country if anyone decided to have a serious discussion about entitlements. Over the last few years, riots in American cities have been becoming more and more commonplace. Many buildings in Minneapolis, including a police precinct headquarters, literally burned to the ground in the riots that followed the George Floyd incident. And lately, something as minor as a championship game can cause violence in the streets. So why, why is this? Why is this happening? Well, the radical left, they want mob violence. They encourage it. The lawlessness serves their ultimate political goal, destabilizing America so that it crumbles from within. Then they plan to step in and build their Marxist dystopia. So pray for France and for the safety of all of its citizens, and then say that same prayer for America. Well, that's all for today's show. If you like the content that we're providing, please go ahead and like the video, subscribe to the channel, drop a comment in the comment section. If you're listening to the podcast, give us a five-star rating. Doing each of those things helps us tremendously. It will help us grow the show and multiply its impact. And be sure to tune in next time for Founding Principles with Doug Wardlow.